Okay, Donna. Donna. We don't say that word anywhere at any time when there's a microphone around. All mics are hot mics. Uh, where are you going? Howdy, I'm Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you're already talking about with family and friends. We talk about current events and pop culture, headlines in the news, trends, music, and often endearing and revealing conversations about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. It is a cold day in Atlanta. Cold morning. Good morning, and welcome to Cadillac Jack, Donna Jack, my second act. My name's Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. Okay, can you imagine if we had had, like, cell phones and video access to our parents when we were growing up? Uh, I think everybody would have been very disappointed in Bill and Jane. The Bill and Jane show would not have been a success, I don't think. I don't think the Charlie and Harriet show. Well, it might have been good fodder, but, I mean, still. My dad would have been like, what are you doing? What do you do with all that? Where's that going? Who's seeing that? Or just like, what do you, like, you wouldn't have had the nerve to film your mama and daddy. You know, just walking through the Piggly Wiggly or the Win Dixie. Well, and then and then shame them getting and put sweet them, rolls. Put them on social media and put stickers on their faces and make them look like they have cross eyes. So that used to be the thing with Olivia. She would take these incredibly unflattering photos of me and put like stickers all over me and upload them. I don't know where to the uh, great worldwide Snapchat, web. Snapchat, I believe. But well, this is pre-Snapchat. And, and but now the new thing is they put these the kids put the point five filter on everybody, and so it kind of makes your face look weird and almost like you're Fat. an alien type person. And then Charlotte has this whole sub channel, kind of like a subreddit, a sub channel going on the snapper that goes to her private story right about me and you. When right now, which is like. When, okay, so you were here for Halloween. We had a great, went out and had a great dinner. And I just crack up. You brought me some Halloween decorations yeah, on Halloween. I did. Which were actually really good, but now I don't want to take them down. Well, you need to. It's a, it's a giant purple spider on your front porch. No, I've still got it up. I, well, you, I it's not it. intended for anything after Halloween, October 31st. And I want you to know something. I just went downstairs to feed Roscoe, and my two of my little pumpkins are willy-nilly in the yard. I think that I think that raccoon has come back and messed with my pumpkins, okay. because Betsy Richard sent me some video after I had my raccoon removed from my garage, uh-huh. and it was this raccoon that came up and was taking her pumpkins or trying to, because they're sneaky little you know what's. Yeah, they are. And so I'm going to go back on my ring camera and I'm going to find out who's messing with my little baby pumpkins. Okay. But it's time for them to go because they smell because it was hot and when it gets hot pumpkins get yucky. And then it got cold again. So if you pick them up, they're like going to disintegrate your pumpkins. But anyways, I digress. Wow. So you're trying to hang up this spider web. And I'm over there on the front porch working on my heater and trying to figure out where the, the plug to plug the stuff in is. And Charlotte's just videoing this whole thing because we're talking to each other. I don't know. What are you doing with that? Like we're two old people. You know what I mean? Well, we are kind of. You've got your readers on and you're like trying to stand in your nice loafers on like my bench to get this spider up and i'm over there trying to figure out where the pluggers for the pluggers are and she just thinks this content is hilarious and so she'll 
take these videos or like if you and I are up sitting like in my little office studio thing and I'm explaining something to you and I've got my little hands up in the air and she'll zone in on your face looking at me like I'm crazy. Right. We've all seen that face before. Yeah. And it's just, she'll just put the craziest stuff up. Mothers mothering, fathers fathering. Like, what does that mean? What is mothering? I think it, well, it, it rhymes with smothering. No, because it's like fathering too. Like it's like when you're, I think it's when you're doing something that's very typically mothering or fathering. You know what I mean? Understood. It is? I think so. Well, I've got news for you. What's that? So you and I are heading to Knoxville this weekend oh, to go see Olivia. Yes, yes, yes. And I was going to take her shopping and I thought you and I could maybe take her over and get on that mountain coaster over there in Gatlinburg, you know, maybe go to the big old Bucky's that's opened over there and all this stuff. And she tells me that there is this biking festival thing going on and that all the new, all the companies bring like the newest electric bicycles out for people to test. She's like, mom, and you get to ride them for free. So, um, I was thinking maybe me and you and dad, and Jack, maybe we'll just go and we'll get like the newest bikes and we can go ride on all the trails on them. I'm oh, like, uh, yeah. Okay. Ah. Now, the last time I tried to ride an electric bicycle in Arkansas when I was touring schools with her, I ran into a tree. They're very dangerous. Is that the People one that didn't have a chain? No, that was different. That was an actual bike. That was during this the pandemic. Is, you can do an electric bike because all you do is sit on the damn thing and push your pedal. You don't even push your pedal. You just squeeze the little thing and it's, you it, well, go forward. Here's the thing, Donna. It's, it's none of that. What it is is having to lift my leg over the seat. Yeah. That's the challenge without tearing something. <laughs> and tooting. Tearing and tooting. Tearing and tooting it up in Knoxville. I just don't know that I can. Well, but whatever she wants to do, we have to do. Go back and check out the, the episode titled, what was it? Uh, I thought it had a chain. Yes. I thought it had a chain. Or the chainless bike. One Something like that. I was during the pandemic, so it would have been okay, 20. During the pandemic, yes. I got some bikes. And I was, we were, Olivia and I were going to ride them. And now she's a fantastic bike rider. She rides all the time. So this piqued her interest. So even though it didn't have a chain and we couldn't pedal it anywhere. Right. It started her interest. I mean, why would it have a chain? Why would a bike have, why would you not check? Why, why would you why check for a chain? Why wouldn't it have a chain? Um, because somebody put it together half-ass in the, in the, in the back. Whatever. Well, they did. Well, anyway, you better get on your pedaling pants. Don't I, be coming I, wearing, like, your any. expensive outfits you wear. Okay. You need to wear athleisure, which I think you have a lot of that. Well, who's that? Huh? What's athleisure? At- <laughs> Is that a disease? Am I sick? No. You have so much of that athleisure. The oh, I certainly do not. Lululemon and the... Well, I mean, I, I wear... Joggers and the all that stuff. You got all that stuff. Don't you? Uh, if you feel good, Donna, in what you're wearing, mm. your day can be better. You can have a tin caddy kind of day. Who if came you, up with that you, one? If you? you feel positive about the clothes and the stitches that you're wearing, the threads, the kicks. Who came up with that? I did. Thank you. Um, then you can Is feel better. Is that just to justify like spending money on all right. clothes? Are or? you still here? Are we done with this episode? Well, I'm just saying though. Like you, my point is, is that what? you don't need to wear like fancy clothes because you've got the uh, again, actual bike I'll riding wear, clothes. I'll wear what I'm comfortable wearing. Is that okay? Well, that's fine. Thank I just then. don't Thank want you. you to ruin your nice clothes. Don't worry about it. Don't worry Splitting about your it. pants trying to get your leg over the seat. Oh, Lord. I mean. Which I have my own issues. Tooting I mean, like, 
the problem is like when you're old and you're on a bike it's not going to end well okay because once you as you said hook your leg over and get on the bike you're on the bike the bike's in charge the bike owns you at that point it's like riding a horse i mean there's no way this is going to end well because like say that bike starts going really really fast right right are you going to be able to put your feet down and throw your leg over the bike and jump off of it no absolutely not no so you and the bike are one until someone lifts you physically off the bike and depending on the time of day and where you are it could be a while it's kind of like waiting on a locksmith or waiting on the triple a folks to show up you know you never know well one of us is going to have to get off and lift the other one off should we get a tandem electric bike no 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 let's not get this up at the the Creamer before the coffee. What's that saying? I don't know what it is, but but let's not. Let's, Why? Not let's, let's let's move. Let's shift here. Let's shift to Jason Aldean. Can we talk real quick about when we rode those horses up oh in the God. mountains? You and I. Sure. When the kids were at camp, sure. I'm just thinking about this, like okay. hooking your leg over horse. Story time. Um, okay, we dropped the girls off at Greystone, and we went to Blowing Rock. We I have did. some stories about this trip. I got kicked out of the hotel. Okay, yeah, buckle up. So we decided I must have been in charge of the activities because you certainly wouldn't have been like, let's go horseback riding. You never know. All right. But so you're right. we went and it was you and I and a woman who looked like somebody from Yellowstone, like she could handle some horses. You know what I mean? Yep. Starting out. And so we were all on our horses, the three of us. And we're up in, like, the mountains of Blowing Rock. And we were pretty far in, if I recall. Yes. And then did she get off her horse? Or it just started, it saw something on the trail. And it started backing up on her. Right. With her on it. Right. After she had told us for no less than 15 minutes to keep, like, two horse lengths between us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is not easy to do when you're on a horse because the other horse wants to ho- smell the other horse's right. rear parts. Just like humans. I mean, we all right. do. You know, it's just a natural so instinct. So her horse sees something and it goes like, it was like something out of Ponderosa. Gun smoke, yeah. Yeah. The little feet went up, in, not big feet, went up in the wow. air, the hooves. Yes. Wow. And then she fell off the horse. Do you recall this? I do. And the horse looked at the three of us. And it was like, I'm about to take off. How do, you, how do you like me now? So the horse said, you can hear me say it. And when a horse is getting ready to take off, what do you think the two horses you and I were on were thinking? We're, we're with you, buddy. Right. Lead the charge. Because he was the lead horse. So then she grabbed the reins, but it wasn't having none of it. And I just recall you and I just sitting on our horses, looking at each other like we're genuinely screwed. Because yeah, she was, was a little, she was mighty, was but scared. she was little. Here's why. Mine was the size of a Clydesdale. It was. Barry, I think was his name. Yes. It was huge. I've got a great picture. I'll, I don't know where we can put it. I'll put it on my Instagram. I'd say we can put it right now. But do you remember this? I do. I do. And then. Thin, thin trails, too, through these mountains. These thin mountains. trails. So then, and here's the thing about horseback riding. You spend a fortune, and about halfway in. You're ready to go. And you're like. You're so nervous, My thighs really are not having a good time. And then by the time you finally settle in and become one with your horse, it's time to get off the horse. And somebody's got to lift you off the horse. Do you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, and you can't walk for six days. Right. Because your legs and are spread so far apart and it's painful. Yes. Okay. And so then to continue the story in Blowing Rock, I mean, we were there for like five days. I mean, I guess we just didn't even have jobs. I don't know what the heck we were doing. Just time and money because these kids were at camp. So the, the lodge at Blowing Rock is where Dirty Dancing was filmed. Right. And you and I went to where the lodge was because we thought they're going to have like a band. There's going to be dancing. We can reenact this scene. They'll have the dresses from the show, the pottery yeah. wheel. Um, you know. I've had the time, time of, of my, my life. And, and I, I never felt you. this way before. And then like you were, I was going to come running at you like you were Patrick Swayze uh, and you were going to lift me over your head. Uh-huh. Well, and I'm telling you what, we park our car and we go into this hotel or whatever it was. Right. Crickets. How would you describe it? Crickets. No, crickets weren't even there. There's one old woman sitting behind the counter. Not even a pamphlet about the, about the movie. Nothing. Or about the Lake Lore area. Tied Not a to soul Nothing. roaming around. And we're like, Where's the dancing? Where's the band? And she was like, tours leave at 9.15 on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They're 17.75 each. It's a three-hour tour. What? I'll pass. Well, we just got off a horse. We just, we came to see the dirty dancing. I don't feel like you're invested in this story. I was very invested in the story because I was the one that wanted to go see some props from the film. I love Dirty Dancing. It's one yes. of my favorite movies of all time. I saw it with Tamara. What was her? Tamara Setzer at the Hickory Hickory Valley Hills Mall, Cineplex 12, I think, or something. It was not 12 when you were 12. It, it was, was Cineplex the, 2. It was one of those deals where the entire movie, I wanted to reach over and grab Tamara's hand. Oh. Yeah, and I didn't. And I didn't. And I've, to this day, as a 50-year-old man, I regretted that. Oh, my gosh. What? That's one of your life regrets? Yep. Because, you know, you'd scoot it across the armrest just little ways across yours, and you get to her territory, her armrest territory, just her, didn't her make jurisdiction, you know, reach. and you, you kind of you start to itch across her, inch across, inch, inch and itch. Turns out yeah, Tamara, had some, Tamara had some things going on. Um, I have to tell you, if that's one of your life regrets, I could probably give you about 10 more you might feel want to feel bad about. How about next episode, Donna? Let's bring it up next episode. I'd rather not. How about that? Can I finish my story? Yes. I'm inching and itching, uh, but more so inching towards Tamara's hand. And right as I go for it, Donna, that moment of glory, that moment to shine, that moment to get some. Mm. I don't know what, but peppermint's in her pockets, I hope, or something. But but show uh, the, the lights come up, film's gone, movie's done. Dirty dancing gone history. She's like, let's go. I know. So we hop up. And I'm just. I, I got. I got. I had to do something with my hand. And you can. You know exactly what I did with it. You know. Uh, I don't. Oh, you do. Yeah. No, I don't. You do. So that's that. No, I don't. You do. Well, timing is everything, Kellogg Jack. That's right. That is. Um, okay. So where were we in the story? Uh, done. Well, no, not exactly, because then you almost got us kicked out of the hotel. Yes, yeah, so, but we're not telling that story. No, we're not. I had took some uh, some medicine with me. Okay, let's just move on. And uh, and it was very strong. It was like uh, 800, 800 milli- milliliters. Yeah, the woman wants to talk to me. I'm like... They had, I, we came back to the room and... I the, shut her down. The housekeeping or the owners had come to our home, or come to our room rather, and it opened the windows. 
I said, Donna, did we leave his cold? It's chilly. It's, got a little, little, it's chilly here in the room. Did we leave the windows up before we left for the day? And then knock, knock, knock. No, it was a phone call. It's the proprietor yeah, okay. of the property. All right. Wanting to know if we're f- familiar with the smell in the room. I said, am I ever? It, that's not how it went am at I all. Ever? All right. Okay. Gallery furnace. We've gone to gallery here. I'm sure Donna's thrilled. Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. Go see Donna uh, today, tomorrow, this weekend. They're open seven days a week. Uh, Donna probably feels like she's open eight or nine days. There's eight or nine days in a week because she works her tail off. She's there every, nearly every single day. She relies on her daughter, Marilyn, quite a bit, too. Marilyn grew up in the furniture business under her mama, Donna. Uh, Donna grew up in the furniture business under her pops. Wolfman. Ask for the Wolfman. And they have had this successful family Locally owned small business for decades now. The same location in Gainesville, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville, Georgia, Donna choked. That's right. Um, and they are wheeling and they are dealing. And let me tell you something. I have been, I'm back on my, you know what, up here, painting and carpeting. That drug that makes you poop? No, painting oh. and carpeting and replacing furniture with different furniture and furniture is expensive and i am so glad that i have gallery furniture and we buy our furniture from there i want to be really clear it's not like she's giving us furniture but i just love the fact that it's all in one place i need two different bedroom sets for two bedrooms upstairs and i don't have to go to 10 different places and i don't have to you know, try to figure out if this is decent or that's good. And I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people will say like, oh, you can go on these websites like you know what and you know what and get like a bed or a frame or, you know, this type of thing. You have been through this and I have been through this. By the time you order that, hopefully get it here in one piece. It comes in like 10 different boxes. And then you have to pay someone a massive amount of money to put it together. So it's 10 hundred licks to the lollipop and you could just do it all at gallery. They're gonna put it together for you. They're gonna deliver it. They're gonna take care of everything. Financing, making sure you get what you want, the whole thing. And you don't have to like go to 16 different websites or 16 different businesses to put your whole room together. Whole room, whole house for that matter, Donna. You can get outdoor patio stuff. You can get rocking, ankle rocking chairs for your your back porch. Uh, Donna's got great quality furniture for every room in your house. Ask for Wolfman Furniture on Instagram. Give them a follow on Instagram and visit them. 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. And make sure you tell them we are so thankful for their support of this podcast, Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, since season one, episode one, back in January of 2020. Jason Aldean was a guest on CBS This Morning this week with Gail King and her gaggle of hens. A lot of the visit Donna, the profile, was uh, centered around this song, Try That in a Small Town. Very controversial song. I don't, I mean, you know, strike that. Wasn't, should, should not have been, and in my mind was not a controversial song. Jason Aldean simply sings and speaks what's on his mind. Well, but it was controversial in general. I I mean, maybe not to to you or to us or whatever, but it was a controversial song. Really? You think so? Well, I'm just saying there was a lot of talk around it. There was was controversy around it. Whether we think it's controversial or not, there was controversy 
around it. The most interesting, there were a lot of interesting things that came out of the interview, but one of the ones that I thought that was so interesting is he, the song was written sort of like the same way that Billy Joel wrote, We Didn't we, Start, we didn't the, start fires. the Fire. Yeah. yeah. And that was written about things that were going on in the world at the time. And he said this was kind of, again, it was not based on that. I'm not taking anything away from Billy Joel, right. but it was the same type Let's just share of song. Let's just share a moment with Jason Aldean on CBS this morning, this week. The whole idea behind the video was to show, you know, the lawlessness and the, you know, disrespect for cops and just, you know, trashing cities and burning. It's just, I'm just not cool with that. So it just, I don't know, I feel like the narrative really got switched over and became, you know, more of a racial type thing. And it's like, if that's what you got out of the song and the video, I mean, I almost kind of feel like that's on you because that wasn't our intention. He does not apologize. No, he doesn't. He's never apologized for where he stands politically, um, how he feels. Him and his wife, Brittany, dressed up as Biden and Trump for Halloween Monday. Halloween. They've done some great Halloween costumes, though. They did a hilarious one last year with um, Ron Burgundy for, um, you know, from Anchorman. They've just really done, they've done Tiger King, so, or Lion King, whatever it is, Tiger King. They do different costumes every year. But, yeah. And he also said, listen, people were really giving him hell about the video's filming location in front of the Maury County Courthouse, which is in Columbia, Tennessee. And it was where a 1927 lynching of an 18-year-old black man took place. He said he wasn't aware. And he said, and aside from that, he does get his car tags there. He said Tacklebox Films did the video. So... Not he doesn't want people coming at them, but his point is is that they found the location, right? And one of the reasons they chose the location is because it has been used in numerous movies and like stepping into the holiday with Mario Lopez, Jana Kramer, um, Tanya Tucker filmed a Nashville country Christmas there. So he's like, it's like people trying to connect dots yep. that didn't exist and making him. The poster child. He's like, again, and he was like, I don't want people coming after Mario Lopez or Jana Kramer, but why me? You well, know, I'm not, I'm not the only person he, who's ever chosen this because location. Because he's a lightning rod, and he has opinions yeah. that the media does not subscribe to, doesn't buy into. And that, the, the most irritating moment for me was the final 30 seconds you're going to hear right now on this podcast. This is after uh, the profile had ended, and they're back at the anchor desk live this week, and it's Gail King and her gaggle of reporters and anchors, and this conversation takes place. And this is the perfect example, Donna, of the media, the left-wing media, just trying their hardest to continue to beat this drum, and there's no drum. The drum's already been packed up and taken from the practice room. Not ready to hang it up. Not yet. I got, I got, <laughs> I got more stuff to say, you know? And he will continue to stand by what he's already said and try that in a small town. I would do it over again every time. I think looking at that video, depending on your point of view, you will see what you want to see. But I think once it's pointed out to him, I do think that I I wish there had been a little more sensitivity about why people feel, especially people of color. And I understand that, but if he's holding a mirror reflection up to society, which is essentially what he wanted to do with that video, why not show images of January 6th and recreate or depict images from one of those moments that was part of what was going on in this country? So I, I just feel like the video really only took one gaze from a different perspective.
It was very carefully done, and, uh, you know, what, what And I'm glad he here? spoke about it. Yeah. Me too. I'm yeah. glad he spoke about it. I'm very happy that he did as well. That's yeah. Thank you, Jan. Appreciate it. Right now, it is 8 The media on the left want to continue to try to pin Jason Aldean down, and they will never, ever be able to do it. Proud of that, Georgia boy. It's Cadillac Jack and Donna. The comedy of Larry the Cable Guy. So you guys can work together every morning? Yes. I mean, yes. Well, well that's good. Now, do you fight on the air? you get along? Or? We don't fight on the air. Some of our texts and looks in the studio can be a little. You know that look your wife gives you, Larry, where you're just like, oh, hell. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Monday morning on The Bear, 92.5. Listener Barry was up early this morning working for UPS. He sent me a text message before 5 o'clock, Donna. And he had a special ask of us. And we were more than honored, privileged, to execute that ask. That sounded similar to execute that ask, but we didn't. We executed the ask from Jeff for his wife. Here's that moment this week. On Cadillac and Donna Mornings, Atlanta's the Bear 92.5. Um, he wanted us to give a special shout out to Beth. And Beth is a really special person. She, um, she came into a, a little a boy's life named Sutton. And um, Sutton works at the Bobby Dodd Institute. And if you're not familiar with the Bobby Dodd Institute, um, they provide opportunities for um, young adults or adults both um, with disabilities to, you know, participate in different jobs. And Sutton is, has been working at the Bobby Dodd Institute um, helping with the Georgia Vocational Rehabilitation Agency. That's how he got involved. And this was during his high school years. And he um, took this position and helps with out, he, he helps out with dog training. So he cleans the facility. He keeps it so clean that the people who, when they come in to do their work, um, it's ready to go. And um, he takes his job so seriously. And where Beth comes in is because Beth entered his life um, when he was a young boy and really fought for him to get the help that he needed, put him in touch with the, put the family in touch with the Bobby Dodd Institute and really advocated for him and said, listen, um, I think that there's some things going on in his life with some disabilities that he needs help with. And everyone needs an advocate in their life, you know, to come along and just right. really put all the pieces together. And she did that. Um, and that was when Sutton was just 16 years old. She joined the family. She took care of him. She continues to take care of him and um, the father and, and just does a great job. And, and she's working, too. She's busy, right. too. So um, some of these unsung heroes, you know, you just never know what, what people are doing every single day to kind of keep it know, together keep it together and get people ready for their lives. And also I want to talk about Sutton because he's an amazing kiddo too. He's 24 years old now and um, just does an amazing job, takes his job so, so seriously and um, is just really, you know, happy to be working and, and helping out. So yeah. um, big bear hug to both of those people. To both of them. And uh, Barry, thank you for sharing the best story with us here at the Bear 92.5. Mm -hmm.
kids running wild, taking off their clothes. If she's a nervous wreck, well, it never shows. Takes one to football and one to dance. Hits the wife for aerobics class. Drops by the bank, stops at the store. Has on a smile when I walk through the door. The last to go to bed, she'll be the first one up. I thought I was tough. Reach out to us on social media. She's strong, pushes on. Case you can also call us on the Remax Southern Studio line. Shoot us a text on the PGRS text line. There was a time. And tell us about the Beth in your life. She was mine. I thought I was tough. It's Caddy and Donna, the Bear 925, 745. Yes, Donna. I want to say one thing that Beth said, and I thought this really just struck me. Um, there was an article about Sutton in the Bobby Dodd Institute um, newsletter that they do, their annual report. And she said, uh, her advice for all parents facing similar situations, when you have a kid that you really need to advocate and fight for, she said, always stand by your child. Advocate for them and do not let anyone say no. Keep fighting because I fight for him every single day. Um, she said, with tears streaming down her face, having him in my life is a blessing. Sharing his story is an honor, and he has earned it and achieved it on his own. And, you know, he is the janitor. He is the part of the janitorial service for Bobby Dodd Institute. And, again, just takes some enormous, immense pride in his job. So I think her advice is so well taken. Always fight for your kids. Always fight for your family. Always advocate um, because everyone needs someone behind them doing that. Find a Beth in your life and show her some love. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell at Ingo Studios in Atlanta. I-N-G-O, Ingo Studios in Atlanta. Mitchell provides production support for the podcast and also daily support for the radio show. Cadillac and Donna, weekdays, 5.30 till 10 a.m. Eastern. Atlanta's The Bear 92.5. New episodes of Cadillac Jack, my second act. The podcast on Tuesday and Thursday. Proud to be part of the Appen Podcast Network. Whoa!